0: And I'm Carrie, And we are Paranormal Chicks. And this is not our normal episode. And it's not our normal day. Nope. But we have a surprise. It's something we're obsessed with. Literally. And it goes along with the episode. So, y'all know, we are obsessed with True Crime Obsessed, the podcast. And we know a shit ton of y'all are too. And we... When I say fucking fangirled, about fell out of our damn chairs because Patrick Hines emailed us. Yes. And he said, hiya. <laughs> and we said, oh, my God. Okay. Yes. Did, okay, yeah, it was exactly like that. But anyway, so our friend, Patrick Hines.
1: Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, my God.
0: He's not, but
1: he is now. We will find
0: you. <laughs> Okay, so he has a new podcast called Obsessed with Disappeared, the show from Investigation Discovery, and during the episodes of the podcast, they recap the television show with audio clips and, of course, all of the Obsessed with flair.
1: He has a different co-host. It is Ellen Marie Marsh, and even though it's not Jillian... Patrick and Ellen have been best friends for a while, and you can definitely tell their chemistry is a freaking amazing.
0: Picture if Donna started a podcast with Tiffany. Exactly. Not the same, but just fucking amazing. Yes, exactly. And look, it gives us the same feel as True Crime Obsessed, in that they're like us. They drop some F bombs, they're hilarious. Look, they got the best laugh in podcasting, second only to Donna.
1: <laughs> Whatever.
0: So, we want y'all to go wherever you listen to your podcasts, subscribe, rate, review, tell them that a paranormal chick sent you, and binge all the episodes. They have 5 so far, but we have the first one for you to listen here. <laughs> um, should we start? Yeah,
1: let's. Okay. All right. I don't know. This is this is the problem. Is Just follow me. I don't know who's gonna be louder. Oh, I, I thought mean, you were
2: gonna admit to not knowing what you were doing. For I know once in everything
1: your life. <laughs> that I'm doing. I invented you. <laughs> You're welcome.
2: Ah, uh, hi there. Hi. Um, hi you guys. Hi. Welcome to episode one of Obsessed with Disappeared. Episode Uno, uno. for all of our Spanish speaking listeners.
1: <laughs> You're welcome.
2: <laughs> Okay, if you're listening to this at any point in the early days of this podcast, you probably are either a Broadway gay that knows Ellen. Right. Or or you listen to another podcast called True Crime Obsessed, which I make with Jillian Pensavali. And here's the deal on True Crime Obsessed, we recap true crime documentaries, right? But here's the thing. I am obsessed with the cases of missing people. So I wanted to make a podcast where we got to talk about those kinds of cases. And so I thought we would do what I do, which is recap things so we would tell missing persons cases by recapping the episodes that covered that case on the id show disappeared
1: why are you you're already yelling at me
2: i'm excited to be doing this with you are you not excited we can can stop right now if you want (laughs) do you hear the lady voice (laughs) i have
1: dealt with that lady voice for 20 years
2: This is the other thing we need to tell the people. First of all, who the hell are you?
1: Oh, literally nobody. Um, (laughs) My name is Ellen Marie Marsh.
2: So you're from the Broadway. The last count, you've been in five brand new Broadway shows.
1: Yeah. But my biggest claim to fame is I'm Patrick Hines's best friend from the time we were, well, we've known each other for about 20 years Uh and we met when we were six. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) If you're doing the math, you guys, it's not quite adding up. Um, the, the one thing I want to say about this podcast, this is not a substitute for watching IDs disappeared. If you guys do not know this show, go watch it. Yeah. Everybody in the true crime world is obsessed yeah, with this show. it's really,
1: really well made. It's, it's really good. And it's succinct. I also, I don't know if you know this. Okay. Do you know this? I don't know. My biggest fear in life uh-huh. since I'm like six <laughs> is getting kidnapped.
2: Did you know that? I, I didn't know that but I can I can pretty much guarantee it's never gonna happen because you're too fucking loud
1: it? I mean yes it's been my defense mechanism that's why I am the way I am
2: the kidnapper would be midway dragging you out of the car and, and you'd be screaming something, the guy he'd be like oh fuck this he'd be this. like
1: fuck this chick and just drive away <laughs>
2: All right, girl, let's dive in. Episode one, Ugh. the disappearance of Brandy Wells. Where, is, where is, she? is she? I mean, like,
3: where is she? Where
2: is she? Where are they? Oh, God, this is so
1: crazy.
3: A passionate young woman about to get a second chance in life takes a risk in going to an East Texas nightclub Alone. She
0: told me she was going to the club to meet some friends. So this was her one last chance to
3: go out and have a little fun, kick it up. I told her, I said, Brandy, please just be very careful. But when her car is found abandoned on a major interstate... No sign of a struggle.
0: There was no sign of Brandy.
3: Did she run out of gas and get picked up by a trucker or did she meet somebody at the club? Investigators race against the clock to piece together the last known steps of Brandi Wells.
2: The episode is called "The End of Innocence." Okay, just to jump right in, right? The, the disappearance happened on Thursday, August third, two thousand six. Right? Which
1: it doesn't really feel like that long ago, but that was a really long time ago. Two thousand six was a whole other world. Technology was different. Facebook Everything. didn't exist. Yeah, smartphones. Smartphones weren't invented no. until two thousand seven. We both had My MySpace pages. Flip phones.
2: I don't even know if you were in my top eight. <laughs> the look on your face. Wow. So now, like, immediately it's the day before, right? It's Wednesday, August 2nd, 2006. We're in a, a little town called Tyler, Texas, which is also a great porn name, I think. Tyler, Texas? Yeah. <laughs> sure.
1: So she lived in Brownsboro, Texas. Yeah. But she went to Tyler, Texas to go see her mom and stay with her mom for a little bit, see her childhood best friend.
2: It's so, it's crazy because, like, we get the whole story of, like, Brandy walks into her, like, childhood home and her mom, like, somebody says, like, her mom was really excited because her younger sister had gone bed and the mom was bored of just like watching TV.
0: <laughs> my younger daughter was already in bed. She had not been feeling very good that day so she went ahead and laid down and it was really nice to see Brandy walk through that door um, thinking I was going to get to spend some time with her.
2: Brandy's mom is like I was so excited I was going to get to spend time with my daughter and Brandy's like not really mom. I'm going
1: to a nightclub. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry bae. <laughs> She's
2: like so this is what we learned. Like, she had been in school two years ago. Right. She got married and then quickly divorced. She ended up getting a divorce and then moved down to San Antonio. I
0: think it was, she went through a tough time, but she made it through and she had strength. And I'm not exactly sure where it came from, but she definitely had strength to keep going.
2: I was like, hold on a second. Where's that husband? Like, yeah. I We know that she goes missing, and immediately I'm like, where is this bitch? Always
1: the husband. Always the husband. Always the husband or a boyfriend or someone that works at LensCrafters. It's yeah. always, always someone. A
2: Don, it, it's Don from LensCrafters. It's always Don. Where was he that weekend?
1: <laughs> I still don't believe that Like punch-in, punch-out card. Your mom is the manager. It's fine. I digress.
2: <laughs> I have this big glaring note that says, all I know right now is I've got eagle eyes on the husband. <laughs> So what's happening here is that Brandy was going back to college a couple miles away. She sh- got
1: a scholarship. Because she was on the Flag Corps. Who knew Flag Corps was so lucrative? <laughs> can I just She was you? at a Flag Corps scholarship.
2: scholarship. I, as soon as I saw this, I was like, this is the kind of girl we would hang out with. Do you know how badly I wanted to be in the Flag Corps? Did when you I was- try out? No, I don't know. Why? It's a Are you of, lying? No. No, I think that it must have conflicted with Drama Club, which is yeah. the only reason why I wouldn't have done but a flat car.
1: you didn't get a scholarship for Drama Club, so who's smarter? You or Brandi Wells. Because she got a
2: scholarship. So now we're back to like that day in August in 2006 when she's gone to visit her mom because we learned that she's starting school tomorrow or right. very soon or yeah. whatever.
3: But the announcer's like, but before she returns to school. There's one thing Brandy is intent on doing, and it's like going dancing. Yeah, she
1: wanted to go to a club, and she was like, she asked her sister. Her sister's like, nah. She asked like her friend. Her friend's like,
2: nah. The other thing is, do you, did you get the name of the bar that that the mom thinks she's going to?
1: Um, isn't it the Electric Cowboy? Tell me
2: that's not a gay bar. <laughs> Which drag queen was performing that night?
1: Mom, I'm just going to let your cowboy with Steve. (laughs) Oh, God.
2: This is the other thing that is so tragic because this really comes back. She's like, Mom, my car sucks and I'm basically out of gas. Can I take your car? I knew the car that she was driving was
0: not in the best of shape. And she asked me, well, can I borrow your car? And I told her, I don't have the gas either. She gave me a kiss on the cheek and walked
2: out the door that was it here's the the other thing this this is how small town this is before going to the gay bar the obvious gay bar electric cowboy to see <laughs> Ben and la creme or like rupaul performing she stops in at the bar at the bowling at alley the bowling to have a drink alley. and it just seems the thing is like it just it feels so sweet to me yeah and she tells the bartender who the narrator tells us is like bartender slash longtime family
3: friend right she just came through the door and of course i immediately recognized brandy and uh, just smiling and sweet. And she sat down in front of me and she said, um, Jeanette, mom said I could have a drink on her tab. I said, okay.
1: Wait, please yep. tell me if you remember what kind of drink she ordered.
2: Uh, I certainly do. She ordered a cherry vodka sour. How <laughs> gross. They were like, she orders she orders a cherry vodka sour.
1: <laughs> I was like, Ew. <laughs> That's, like, all I can think
2: about. So, like, to nobody's surprise when she leaves, the drink is still half full. I know. She's she's like, oh, shit, this is
1: gross. Yeah, she's like, this is actually gross. Um, And she didn't want to, like, offend Jeanette Green, who, like, worked at the bowling alley.
2: She's like, thanks, girl. So, Jeanette Green is the bartender, and she's saying to us that, like, she's really cautioning Brandy to be safe. Because Brandy is telling her, my mom thinks I'm going to that gay club, the Golden Cowboy or whatever (laughs) it's called. Yeah,
1: the Electric Cowboy. The Electric
2: Circus or whatever. (laughs) And she's like, but I'm not. My gays can't go out tonight. Yeah. So she's like, I'm going to this bar 45 minutes away. Yeah. And Jeanette is saying to her, girl, be careful. You don't know what's out there. And in fact, I know another woman who went missing in exactly the way that you're going out tonight. Yeah.
3: Her friend, Glenda Moorhead, went missing after leaving a Tyler bar alone over two decades ago. For Jeanette, the similarities are uncanny. Right down to the bar stool Brandy's sitting on. Brandy's like, I hear you, girl, but I'm going to be just fine. When Brandy was sitting in front of me, almost she could have been sitting side by side with Glenda. And I told her the same thing. And she had the same attitude. It made me angry. Brandy is like sitting in the exact same seat
2: that Glenda had been sitting in the night she went missing. You guys, people have to stop going to visit Jeanette before they go out.
1: Yeah, Jeanette is. It's, yeah, it's no. not Jeanette's fault. It's. Not, but okay, <laughs> I mean, you know, sure. Stop going to visit Jeanette before you go to the bars. <laughs> that just needs to be rule number one. I'm. Hey, I'm gonna go see Jeanette. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Of Paranormal Chicks listeners, it's Patrick. Thanks so much for checking out the first 10 minutes of Obsessed with Disappeared. All of our episodes are available right now, wherever you get your podcasts. And this week, we're releasing our episode covering the Maura Murray case, one of the most famous missing persons cases in modern American history. And separately, we're releasing an interview with her older sister, Julie, who gives us the most up-to-date information on what's happening in the search. Again, you can find Obsessed with Disappeared wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, bye!